Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ash Millman. That's me, hello. And Rach Shackleton. That is me. And this week we thought we'd try something that will hopefully go on to be a nice long series. It's going to be half news and half Q&A, starting with the news, because there's all sorts of lovely things going on in the world of gaming, starting with the idea of Skyward Sword coming to the Switch. <laughs> now, to break this down, uh, Eiji Inuma was doing a, a music concert over in Osaka, Japan, um, and the, the source of this rumor leak type thing was he was on stage and they were getting ready to start, um, and he walked up in front of the crowd and he said, I know what you're all thinking, Skyward Sword. And so for me, I read that as just him having a bit of banter with the crowd because Skyward Sword's not the most positively received one. Great, you're a fan. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're putting it lightly, you're putting it lightly. And yeah. Like, I, this excites me so much mm-hmm. because the only, the biggest thing I guess I hated about Skyward Sword, I hate saying hated. It's all right, it's fine. Um, you're amongst friends. The motion controls, it's the movement, it's the control scheme. Mm. So the thought of it being ported to Switch, I am so behind. Much more <laughs> than, say, the, the games that I like more, like Majora's Mask or Twilight Princess. Like, that's, they play fine, but Skyward Sword plays so terribly on the Wii. <laughs> Give me it on the Switch. So yeah, very high. We did that on a, a chatty face as while ago. It was like games yep. you don't admit you don't like or something. It was uh, disappointments that I gave yes. Skyward Sword a little bit of a spotlight. Yeah, because Skyward Sword in terms of the canon is like this kind of, I don't know, like retroactive new origin for the whole thing. And it's really important. The graphic style is really lush, but obviously mm-hmm. the motion controls are a bit spotty. So if they do bring it to the Switch, assumedly the Switch's Joy-Cons will actually let you play it normally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you manage to touch this thing? I haven't at all. What? Uh, Skyward, Skyward Sword. Sword. I didn't touch Skyward Sword, but I think anything moving from Wii motion controls to the Switch which is a good idea. I think the Switch is such a neat little console. For I like, just want everything on the Switch. Yeah, it's like just... Handheld consoles are just so cute. Like I think it's a, a good idea of moving mm-hmm. things onto that. I got over my fear of bringing it on public transport because for the longest time when I bought oh. it, I was like, someone's yeah. going to steal it. Within <laughs> seconds of me bringing it out, someone's going to steal it. Um, but now, because of Pokemon, I just am playing yeah, that. Yeah, I, I take mine everywhere. Ash and I were catching Pokemon. We were. At lunchtime, we, we were. were. We were such a good tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> you did. It was the best thing. Oh, um, speaking of new fancy things, uh, Red Dead Online launches across the week. Yeah. Um, there's actually three launch dates for Red Dead Online, which is just weird. So if you bought the Ultimate Edition, you can start from yesterday, Tuesday. Um, if you played on day one, like if you played at midnight or day one, you can play today slash Wednesday, and everyone else can join in on Friday. Mm. So ass- assumedly they're just staggering it because it would overlap. I agree server, with staggering servers, it, yeah. Which is kind of the way that uh, GTA, because GTA 5 had a pretty disastrous launch when it yeah. came to GTA Online. Um, just a really buggy thing, and you could barely get on. Um, but they have said that you can do squads up to seven people, and they're going to have co-op missions. You can hang out mm-hmm. as a posse, um, mm. and you can raid each other's camps and work together 
together or you can finally you can, yeah, or you can shoot people or whatever but the, the marketing leading up to this was next to nothing it was just yeah. kind of they barely even mentioned it um, and just said it would be coming at the end of November and then now it's just it's it just here it actually did come yeah yeah it's the end of November it's but I have a surprise for you guys because I did run some of the news stories past you there was a battle royale mode oh, in no! Red Dead Online no please tell me it's a joke it's, no <laughs> come back Rach you need what, to enjoy this like well, you can smack their horse into the I don't, I don't know. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Go on. Let's just calm down. I'll tell you the details. What if it's really good? What if it is really good? What, what if it, it is really good? Is it though? Is it going to be? Is Battle Royale good at all? Do you know what though? Do you know what? It, it, it might be really good. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people enjoy it. Yes. And that is fine. It is. For me though, it's just so samey. They feel yeah. like companies feel like a game needs a Battle Royale to be good. And yeah. it doesn't, but... Let me, let, me, let me tell you some things. So uh, so this thing, the only way that um, someone found that this was coming was a, a user called Illogical Mods, basically data mined the files that are online now because of Red Dead Online, and found some details as to certain modes that are going to be in there. And um, there's some stuff in there about the story. Uh, you get to go back to some locations from Red Dead 1, and you meet mm-hmm. a new character called Hawley, which is a thing. Hardly. Spoiler free. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hawley's meant to be a thing, and you can go back to the old map, but... The Battle Royale mode is called Make It Count, and it's not 100 players, it's 32. But they said that you do have okay. limited weapons and you do play inside a shrinking gameplay circle. So it is a Battle Royale mode, but the actual player count is vastly reduced from 100. Um, so who knows? What's the point? I don't know, mate. Do you, do you have some thoughts on the Battle Royale? I just think it's, I think Fortnite, PUBG, yes. Battle Royale is fine, wonderful. A lovely little concept for those standalone games that are battle royale games mm-hmm. don't shovel it into everything that has a gun in it for the sake of shoveling into everything that has a gun in it it doesn't suit a wild west narrative like I don't think it suits Ooh. it at all I don't think it does because the whole of like Red Dead and all that in Red Dead 2 is you going around with your posse and mm-hmm. doing things like that it's not going to be a one for all sort of situation it's like. true but like I mean the whole idea of the last man standing the last person standing the whole like idea that you're going to go from you know the, the how barren that sort of landscape usually is yeah. like if it just comes down to this really dusty horrible oily grimy fight between two dudes beating yeah. the living hell out of each other for one to emerge victorious I'm kind of game for that um, I think I don't think in a battle royale setting though I don't think it would be 32 people running to a town and kicking the crap out of each other <laughs> seeking think, people out yeah I and, think duels yeah. like is wonderful like mm. the whole yes. like shotgun like pew pew we'll all see, that sort of thing you'll Perfect. get you'll get dynamic little interactions like that where two players might be the two people that are left in a mm. town and they'll walk out and look at each other yeah, that, and then shoot each other that would be exactly that would be great and everyone will be spectating <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that could be really brilliant. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait and see what the, how the rest of that stuff comes together. But the idea of Reddit Online is a cool thing. Oh, Reddit Online can posse as a up. general thing, fantastic. Very excited yes. for that. Very excited. Yeah, <laughs> bottom, but, you know, line, bottom line is we are excited. But yeah. I guess it's hard to... to for, I think I think that. I'm more positive on Battle Royale <laughs> Battle than you Royale, guys are. I'm sorry. It's I know what you mean. What? I think it's like because you were saying before about like everyone just feels like they have to like crowbar it in. Obviously, Battlefield Five has yeah. got delayed because they're still working on theirs. Yeah. Black Ops got it. Um, even Fortnite, the one that's the biggest, it was bolted yeah. onto Fortnite. Yeah. It wasn't their original thing. Um, but I mean, as, as a staple mode, I think it's an interesting shakeup of like you know standard confrontations in an online shooter. Mm. So I guess I'm interested to see how they go. I tell you what, like go on. I'll try it out. I'll see it, and then I'll come back. Maybe I'll eat my words completely. But yes. I think it's a bad. I think it's a bad idea to shoehorn in popular concepts for the sake of shoehorning in popular concepts.
Well, yes. Although, um, what do you call them? Rockstar did do a version of this in GTA Five. It was called like Smuggler's Run, mm. um, but that was even like a different. It was like a ve- vehicle-based battle royale, a bit like H one Z one. But I barely played that, so mm. it's like they've tried before to yeah, sort of like yeah. kind of go, we could do battle royale too. <laughs> and then At this least seems they mixed it up with like a car in that though. Yes. Like, maybe it'll be something a different concept. Again, horse horses, royale. I mean, horse royale. That's what I mean. It's literally people not? smacking in who can like revive their horse the fastest after barreling them into trees. <laughs> See, that could be great. Do you know what That'd would be, be quite a difficult battle royale? Yeah. Last Ooh. horse stand. <laughs> God, they're just so accident prone. I know, they'll just like head into each other. That would be the, the way that well, someone would go. finally win. So, okay, so we're getting very excited about things. Let's flip that a bit and talk about Fallout 76. Um, Ooh, be caught go on. Be kind. I will, well, I'm not going to be that kind. The, um, I'll be mostly kind. Let's stick to the facts. So right now, at time of recording, there's an ongoing lawsuit being built towards or against Bethesda um, by this company called Migliaccio and Rathod, who are based in Washington. DC, um, who are basically taking up the um, you know the side of the players because there's so many like broken, broken and buggy and generally bad playing versions of Fallout 76. Um, and Bethesda's response to that, when people have required about refunds on PC, has been to not give them refunds. Okay. So um, that's the state we're at right now in this moment. You can go onto the channel and watch the separated news clip that I did this morning about that. Um, but that is worth bringing up as a talking point because you're playing Fallout 76, I think. I am not at the minute, but I do play a little bit of it. it. I've been watching a ton of it on. Twitch mm-hmm. and um, it just looks it looks good. It's it a fun time. But it, it doesn't look £55 no. good. That's that's the thing. Although that's the thing. They've they've been they've already cut the price twice in two weeks, which yeah, is kind of is. unprecedented um, to try and get most people in because apparently sales are down by 80% compared to Fallout 4. Mm. Um, and they do need people to come in. So I think they'll eventually do free to play just to get people in. Yeah. Um, but just quickly, I think you guys both did the beta. Yeah. We did, yeah. Um, your general thoughts were mixed to positive? It was like meh. It was like yeah. meh. That was it, what was it was very meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was fine. It was it, there was fun things to it, it there, there was great things about it mm-hmm. but essentially it's an empty game if it's right. for how full it is of other players and uh, things that there is to do mm. there, there's nothing to emotionally invest you in that game like, do you see a future for it if they make the price point accessible or is it always just a fundamentally empty feeling thing I do mm, I do, okay. as well. I do. Yeah. So if it was free to play you think like you'd recommend it to people yeah um, the thing is the whole like your argument about it being empty there's mm. not much to it that is just because you get this kind of guilt I guess thinking I've spent all this money on this game like mm. Mm. Yes, my yeah. game but if it was around the £25 mark, I think that is... That was what a lot of people said about No Man's Sky, because it was like... Well, yeah, was, there you go, you know, there you go, yeah. You kind of got that whole barren approach to environments, but if you go, oh, it's free, just see what you can find, then yeah. that kind of inverts everything. No, I'd be more inclined to like play it and want to play it with other people if it was free, because then mm. you, I feel like you're getting something out of it. But obviously they've got to make money and they're putting this product out there and people got to <laughs> like invest in it and stuff. So. They still have a little microtransaction thing set up with the cards yeah. and the blind boxes and, and whatever, yeah. so like in terms of how you build your stats. So I guess they'll keep that. Yeah. And they could do like what Evolve did and sort of like try and figure out a way to keep it. Oh, God. About, uh, Ash loves Evolve. <laughs> I do. One person in the world. But there's a way to make um, games like that work if you kind of have the right approach to the marketplace and stuff like yeah. that. Um, speaking of games working or not working, Darksiders 3 is out. Um, me and Rachel are the only two people who care about this franchise in this office. But it is amazing, and you should check out Darksiders 1 and 2. They're sort of like Zelda meets God of War. Meets, I just love the character design. Yeah, meets World so of Warcraft cool. style, art style. Um, so they're great. So Darksiders 3 is out after having next to nothing of a marketing campaign, even though at the beginning IGN did an IGN first and there's a couple of trailers, but it's like there's hardly anything there. 
and then now it's like, hey, it's released. And the reason I bring this up as a news piece is that um, all the reviews are all over the place. Uh, GameSpot gave it four out of ten. IGN gave it seven. Oh. Game Informer gave it eight, <laughs> and God is a Geek gave it nine. Um, now I bought it last night, nine. but it didn't. I know I bought it last night, but it didn't download fast enough to do any hands-on mm. stuff. But I'll play it tonight. I'll like like d- <laughs> dive into it. But I just kind of thought I would see where your you guys are on. What do you generally thought of Dark Souls? Because we've played it, but you haven't played it. I played the first one. Played the first one. Cool. Yeah. So like, what was your general? I don't know thoughts when they said, "Oh, three's just out now." It's like, yeah. By the way, I here did, you go. Didn't like the first one. So just what in the lip? Why? I just I remember I, this was a long time ago. I remember playing it, turning it on, playing the first bit, and uh, just not being invested in it. I think mm. the whole hack and slash thing wasn't for me at the time. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I just didn't really give it. I that think it's much it's time. weird because like it is. It's I kind of think of it as God of War meets Zelda. The basic, although even then you can just say it's Zelda because you lock on, you've got all the Y targeting, the yeah. borders come in and stuff when you fight, um, and you have a lot of like that item based progression, like yeah. Metroid Zelda type stuff. It is quite clunky in that first mm, one, yeah. but I took that as like a powerful weighty kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, Dark Souls Three has gone down the Souls route, according to some reviewers, where it's more about like enemy placement, animations, and stuff like that. Whereas Two was a big old loot grind. So there's a lot. There's a lot of elements in the franchise. I mean, that it's I just... definitely it's definitely evolving. Yeah, it's, it seems that they're, they're trying some new stuff, um, but it's just weird the the how I don't know like vast the review scores have been. Oh, God, but yeah. we'll check. Quite in. unreliable that. I feel like it's the kind of thing you'd need to sort of look into before mm-hmm. mm-hmm. trusting. I think I would be like that person who's like a four though is the thing. Like on the original <laughs> one, I'd be like that. That's rubbish. A four? You yeah. would have, oh, it's like a six. But you know what I mean like though. Like, it's at least a six. It's, <laughs> it's just come out. Like you play a little bit of it, and just because it doesn't appeal to you that much, you might be like, whoa, crap. And then the yeah. people who, are, who know the franchise like are passionate a bit more about it and know. A bit better, like you guys are. Mm-hmm. You'd be like nine because it fits all that perfectly. Yeah, so. it's uh, for me. It's it's almost like a spiritual sequel to the Legacy of Cain games. Mm. It's got that whole like regal characters, like demonic regal characters in the middle, being all like, "I defend you yes. and I destroy you." But like the the world itself is all over the top and ridiculous. Um, so there's that. We've also got a potential demo for Resident Evil Two dropping in December. That sounds lovely. It does sound lovely. So the only reason that this has been scheduled for December is that uh, Capcom have a history of putting out demos for their newly released Resident Evil games a month beforehand. Yeah. And so they released it for. Resi 2 is January 25th um, but user uh, a guy on Twitter called Anthony Robert put up a bunch of screenshots from his dev console showing the demo being played it said, it said like it was Chloe I can't think of the names it was like Leon level and Claire level um, so you could pick from one of the two um, so it seems like that's pretty much polished and mm-hmm. assumedly will be dropping next month that's really cool I've never played Resident Evil 2 I've actually the only one I've ever played has been 7 so mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the remake. of all of them yeah I've, I've, I've played a, tried a little bit of the first one mm-hmm. got to the bit with the dogs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you were just like and, no um, not this I ran out of time and I had to go do other things. I wasn't scared. <laughs> I had to go and... God, I remember um, uh, one of me and one of my friends back when that, like on that bit when I'm playing through the first Resident Evil, me and one of my friends when I was younger were like two guys playing the game and yeah, playing Resident Evil. We can handle this, it's fine. And then I knew that dog bit was coming up, yeah, but yeah. I didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. And when that crashed through the window, we grabbed each other and held each other. <laughs> oh, and just so it was like to get through this. And it was like, yeah, whatever, mate. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. fine. But um, so yeah, assumedly there's a demo for Resident Evil 2 coming. I haven't played the first one since I don't even know when that came out. 90. Yeah. Eight or something, um, but it'll be good to see the, the sort of general state of it. Um, there's also a Super Smash Brothers leak um, for no, the new right. Switch game, but it's like two weeks early. Um, so it's <laughs> I didn't hear about this. What? 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 So yeah, so Smash Brothers is leaked online. It's only available if you have this like specific Switch emulation hardware on PC. Oh, okay. So it's like a thing. But the, the reason it's like a, a notable newsworthy thing is there's never been a AAA like first party Nintendo game that's leaked this ahead of its time before. Yeah. And so like the the modding community is kind of leaping all over the fact they can delve into Smash. Brothers. Oh dear! Um, but considering it's Nintendo's, oh, yeah. you know, big thing for yeah. the rest of the year, um, I think most people out of sheer respect will just wait. But it's <laughs> it's out there, home. I guess, for some people. Yeah. But I mean, how do you guys think about the general Smash Brothers opinions? 
because I'm kind of just mixed. I can't play it well and I hate it, but carry I on. am ready to smash. Good. Who are you going to play as? Because there's Creepy a lot. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're looking worried. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I'm definitely targeting that PT Piranha Plant because oh my goodness, just his, he has so many hopes and dreams I just, of being I'm, a fighter. Have I missed a whole history of why everyone loves the Piranha Plant? I don't know. Just because he was in tennis and everyone's like, oh my god, he's in tennis. Like, I love an underdog and um, no, it was, was the, he an um, underdog. <laughs> it was. Uh, it wasn't the Piranha in, t- okay. in tennis. It was um, Chain Chomp. It was Chain Chomp in tennis. Oh god, and everyone loved him. Plant? He held mm. the the racket in his mouth. He just had hopes and dreams and just wanted to be a tennis player. I mean, you're um, not wrong, but... But the piranha plant, though, like, I did not see that coming. And I think because of that, because it was such a nice, weird, lovely, weird Japanese yeah. surprise. It's very Nintendo. Very Nintendo. It's like the, the Smash Brothers fandom is like a bubble, and once you're inside it, you're like, oh my yeah. god, this is the glorious thing. Like, that trailer <laughs> was the embodiment of that entire mentality. I was squeeing all the way through. Whereas I was like, yeah, sure. But I mean, Ash, what do you think? I you don't played? even think I've searched it out. Like, it's just completely like, <laughs> for me. I don't know, Nintendo stuff, um, it... I Again, not particularly my bag. You're an Xbox owner. Well, I'm just a I'm just a bad gamer. Is the <laughs> but no, uh, the you Smash play the important stuff. things. Yeah, exactly. But no, the, the w- <laughs> on the Xbox. Um, the, the Smash Brothers stuff. I yes. think it's great. It's a great party game in it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. just good fun. Like I'm I would, I'm not like whoa about it because it'll be fun to play with people. But I'm not going to be like skidded. We are uh, lining up Smash Brothers for our Christmas stream, but we'll have yeah. more info on that towards December. Um, but we're potentially going to be smashing the hell out of each other. Oh my in god, a it's going fun to fun way. Glorious. Um, so another good thing is Mortal Kombat 11 got leaked uh, accidentally by a voice <laughs> actor. Um, this dude, I just love saying his name. Um, he's called Jose Eduardo Garza Escudero. Oh, Jose Eduardo Garza Escudero. Ooh. I used to do the Spanish things back in the day. Muy bien. Yes, thank you. That's French. Très bien. Isn't it? I know Spanish. Muy bien. Maybe it isn't. Anyway, Muy bien is French. he's a man, and uh, he was working on Mortal Kombat 11 uh, for a voice acting company called Pink Noise. Now, apparently, he got sacked off the project. He got fired. Um, so he then leapt onto Twitter and said, oh, well, those guys at Pink Noise oh, uh, are never going to hear uh, my voices for Mortal Kombat 11. Oh. So the rest of us went, so Mortal Kombat 11's being worked oh, on then. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, we sort of knew it was going to be worked on because of mm-hmm. the whole, you know, Mortal Kombat, Injustice, Mortal Kombat, Injustice. Yes. So we, we sort of knew it was coming, but having it confirmed is another thing. That's one of the best bits, though, because you look at the uh, release schedules for Injustice and Mortal Kombat, they always do them in tandem. I think it's every yeah. two years or maybe every three, whatever it is. It exactly. lines up with uh, next year. So, like, yeah, that's another thing that sort of backs it up. Um, so he initially said, like, that whole thing about Mortal Kombat 11, and then he deleted the tweets because that's the smoking gun, as always. Yeah. Um, but part of his initial uh, outburst was, um, I think he was being asked about which characters he played, and he said it was Kung Lao and Reptile. So we did do this as a separate news video, too, but it means that we have at least two characters confirmed that are coming oh, there back. there you go. <laughs> and I don't know how much you guys know your Mortal Kombat Law. Are you Mortal Kombat fans? I dabble. It's a dabble. Dabbler? Dabble. So a while back, Ed Boon was talking about revamping the entire roster because he was like, over time, they've had the same one since the beginning. Yeah. Like Sub-Zero's and your Scorpions and all that. And he was like, we're going to do a whole new roster for the new generation. And a lot of fans like me or the old school ones went, oh dear God, don't oh, do that. Oh, yeah. I think that would be cool. See, so the last time they tried that was Mortal Kombat 3-ish when they tried to do like really revamped <laughs> versions. And we got young Sub-Zero with mm. a weird vest on and it was like, <laughs> what are you doing? But I think they tried that with Mortal Kombat 10 because we got all the like uh, the sons and the daughters and the cousins yeah. and stuff, um, oh, like man. Kenji's son and uh, <laughs> Ka- Ka- Cassie, Cassie Cage. Yeah, Cassie Cage. She was pretty great. I do, she's taking selfies with corpses. I'm, I'm pretty down. But the, that's the thing. I think he's dabbled with that a little bit. But the reason I mention all that is because by this guy saying that he's been doing the voices of Kung Lao and Reptile, mm. it at least confirms that they aren't doing oh. the full revamp thing and we're getting the old school characters again because well, they go all go. the way back to yeah. the beginning, um, which I like very much. So oh. at least there's going to be some sort of more Mortal Kombat in 2019. So that's all the news that I could gather up for 
before a time of recording. Uh, hopefully we'll have more by next week. You can also find us at hashtag WCGP, which is the What Culture Gaming Podcast. Uh, for anything that you want to submit or talk about or complain about our opinions, we welcome no, all don't things. No, complain about our opinions. You should agree with us and it's never true. disagree with us. They're never going to do that, though. So uh, <laughs> let's move into the Q&A. So the, we initially put the question uh, tweet out a couple of days ago, but there's a whole bunch of questions from the last right. few weeks when we've asked for stuff. Hit what? Us. Yes. So we've got quite a lot. So the first one is from Jack Dykerman, who says, what game do you think deserves a remaster out of The Warriors or GTA San Andreas? <gasps> the Warriors! The Warriors is ah, yes. brilliant. <laughs> That's like, I mean, have you guys both seen the movie? Yeah. yeah it's I, such I, a I, weird... Yeah, the bottles in it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warriors! <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, I think I, w- I would take a remaster of I that. I still have it on the PlayStation 2. I'll it's tell great. you why, it still plays yeah. fantastic. I always think that they should have, Rockstar should have aped that game's combat system way more in yeah. GTA. And they've got a bit of it in Red Dead 2 where you mm. can brawl and get, like, you know, tackle people and stuff. But the Warriors, like, the stylistic choices in the Warriors, it's such a great, like, the art direction in that game is great. The neon lighting and, like, being on Coney Island and stuff. It had a great co-op as well. Yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You could throw dudes through fences and your friend could pick them up and throw them back again. Like, (laughs) it was great. So are we all three on the Warriors over San Andreas? Warriors over San Andreas, yeah. Yeah. I mean, GTA V is pretty much the remake of San Andreas anyway. I think they brought it, was, did San Andreas not come out uh, as a backwards compatible version? Yes, yeah, that's the version that I... You've had had that. It's out there. uh, I think it runs smoother as well. I think they added a whole thing where the frame rate is smoother. They definitely re-released it. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I'd report it on there. So we'd be all three in on the Warriors um, just for the sake of a change. Although part 
of that thread was a guy called Roy Turner dropped in and said, what about the true crime games or the Def Jam games on PS2? Uh, now, see. the Def Jam fighting games, if you guys didn't know what they are, they were just these fully licensed, like DMX versus Redman versus Method Man, made by uh, Ukes, who did like the yeah. wrestling games. So it was just this brilliant over-the-top brawler where you were like slamming dudes off a roof and then slamming them down again. <laughs> if you were into rap in the mid-2000s, <laughs> which I was, that was the absolute best. Oh, Plus, you were a golf, man. No, I had a phase, all right? I bought I bought a, a cap that was meant to be Fred Durst's cap, and then I was oh, like, okay. caps are cool, and then the rap thing <sighs> happened. It's a whole thing. Oh. Point being, I was into rap at the time that this game dropped, and it was phenomenal, and I guarantee there's people in the comments saying that, that these games were absolutely brilliant. I'm ready to see that. Look. Yes, me too. Um, so we have next next one from Jason Marcano, who says, with so many games uh, are becoming so formulaic, while the story often... Oh, 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 so many games have become formulaic. Mm -hmm. While the story often differentiates one game from the next, a sweeping open-world adventure with any backdrop plays essentially the same. Do you think the popularity of video games will wane next console gen if this trend isn't bucked? Oh, we Ooh. spoke very briefly about this on Saturday. Right. Um, about saying like open world games are, aren't like we aren't connecting with them as much anymore because they're like so big and you want them to like, yeah. end sometimes. Like I think with open world sprawling games, like I'm a big story game, I love that sort of thing, mm -hmm. open world and everything, I think it's fantastic. Red Dead 2 is obviously what comes to mind because we're playing at the moment, what is the biggest open world thing at the moment, mm -hmm. but it gets to a point where you want it to finish. Like It's like, I'm, I'm I felt that a lot uh, for Red Dead because mm -hmm. I think that it's, I mean, Rockstar are like the anomaly because they have so much money and so yeah. much time and yeah. so many resources that they can make something that just goes on and on and on and, yeah. you know, as big as they want. But I think in terms of what he's potentially getting at is something like the Ubisoft formula where it's just like you bring up the open world and it's just peppered with side quests and collectibles and all mm -hmm. that. And we've seen that formula pushed to its like zenith yeah. kind of thing. I am very much a, like 100% or like especially mm -hmm. if I'm enjoying a game, I'll yeah. do every single little thing. I'll do side quests before the main quest mm -hmm. and I have been avoiding uh, a lot of these really massive games yeah. like it's the reason I still haven't finished Origins it's the reason right. I probably will not get Odyssey and, mm -hmm. and it's the reason I'm sorry to say that I probably won't bother with Red Dead Redemption. Good too. lord! See, I was gonna make a, I was gonna make a point with Red Dead because things like Origins and Odyssey, and like I said, that like Ubi style approach to an yeah. open world where everything is just scattered. Um, I think Red Dead is it kind of bucks that trend because everything is so authored. Like every single piece yeah. of content in that, every side mission, every strange mission, mm. every collectible, everything has its own little story. Like you know, so much to do in that game. And The Witcher had that too, where yeah. it was just it was so detailed. Obviously, those studios are kind of anomalies. That was yeah. kind of Ubisoft formula with the the peppering on the map though, because I remember looking yeah. at The Witcher and going, I am going to get every single thing on this <laughs> map. scare like, you? Is that not, like, terrifying? Yeah, like? literally, I was like, right, 200 hours, let's go. Like, <laughs> my life. I mean, I'm 620 hours later on The Witcher yeah, and I still haven't seen everything. Oh. But, I mean, I think The Witcher was kind of like a half step between that, like, really formulaic approach and then you have The Witcher and then you have Red Dead, which is more narrative and story-driven yeah, and animation-heavy yeah. and all that kind of thing. But I don't get the repetitive nature of Red Dead. I get, like, there is a whole world of authored content, whereas, like, mm. Ubisoft, they've almost copied and pasted a bunch of stuff, or at least that's kind of the vibe that I get sometimes. I would agree with that, but I think but I think there is definitely an open-world fatigue. Like, yes. there is, that, like, you get tired like even if everything is amazing and unique and authored like you say like all the stranger missions everything like that wonderful to come across mm -hmm. but now I'm just like I wanted all these stranger missions so that I can do my main mission mm -hmm. so I can get to the end and see what's going on with it yeah like, I that's think thing. I wonder like with that stuff like how much that is because we know we have to cover stuff for videos or for podcasts or whatever so I'm always yeah. like like I want to take my time but then at the same time I'm like well I, I need to get this done because I need yeah. to do the spoiler mm -hmm. video or I want to talk about it um, I think if you were I mean other people other game critics have talked about this like if you were younger and in school mm -hmm. something like Red Dead 2 would just be your life for like yeah. two years yeah. and you'd have as much time True. as you want I think because we want to play so many different things I think I think that's what it is it might be mm -hmm. I have so many things I need to finish I are we old Spider-Man mm -hmm. and wow. are we are we <laughs> 
think we are. <laughs> like it's settling in. Um, uh, so let's let's flip to some positive things. Uh, this one comes from Benite, who says, "What is your favorite narrative in gaming? It can be a single player game alone, or it's carried across multiple entries." So I can go first, yeah, unless you guys have one bursting to come out. Mine will be Metal Gear Solid because um, that franchise, mm-hmm. that lore, like, is the best thing. Over the whole yeah, series. it's just the best thing ever written. It's even, so um, stupid. Even five, yeah. Even, <laughs> even anything. Even the, the Peace Walker, p- uh, Portable Ops, like whatever you want. You want to go to Metal Gear Acid, like Metal Gear Touch, it's fine. The uh, Yeah, all of them. I think it's just, obviously Kojima wrote like, you know, so many old games and then he was like, right, I'm done. Metal Gear 2 is my last, Metal Gear Solid 2 is my last one. I'm not doing any more. Yeah. And the fans went, here's some death threats and he went, right, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll do some more. And then like Konami helped him fund that thing. That happened every installment. He's like, I'm done. Three's my last one. Four's my, five's my last one. <laughs> yeah. And then like finally he left and stuff. Okay. But because those entries were so sprawling and spiraling outwards, they're mm. just this big stupid mess of plot twists and this character's dead but not really and a brother a relative but not really this person's an have AI you actually them? I haven't actually played I've them I've played oh. bits of all of them like I have so like I, you know when you have like friends that play them and you sit there and yeah. maybe you do like a chapter like yeah. I've played bits of all of them and it just makes no sense to me because it's so crazy just like. scratch the whole lot of them and go back to Metal Gear Solid on the PS1 if you need to just start yeah. again because that one holds up perfectly and it's brilliant I've watched so, plenty yeah. of it but yeah. yeah I think it's different playing it for yourself mm. yeah. don't do them out of order like lord help <laughs> don't ever just go to like four because I mean when they launched for the oh yeah it's a perfect jumping on point and I'm like no it's Is not it? that was when EA said that about Mass Effect 3 and it was like are you mental it's the, it's the <laughs> oh, end no, of the thing oh no 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 but what would you guys have for your favourite narratives or favourite uh Chronologies. The one you've just mentioned, Mass Effect, is like mm. 100% for me. Mm. Like, uh, it's even Andromeda. Mm. Like, I played Andromeda all the way through. Another open world fatigue that I oh. had because it did everything. Yeah. Um, but like, I think, I think even though may- maybe the game isn't that well received, the story is still interesting. And then Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, phenomenal. Like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never cried so much at like. A oh god, series, I would. I'd so. back two. Like, two is one of my yeah, favorite yeah. games of all time. I wish two three was tired. I just mm. wish three didn't have that whole. It's getting destroyed, so you can't take your time. I can argue. With all this to, for to, oh, I can we, argue with it. We might have to do a Mass Effect retrospective. Yeah, at some no, because I think it's I think it's fine. Mm. I think if you take the ending off that game, which is what people have the problem with, it's yes. a fantastic game. Still, like it's still incredibly engaging, and all the endings to all the storylines are there. But, Whereas I would argue that it's yeah. a complete structural flaw, but carry on. Rage, I look yours? forward to actually finishing Mass Effect 3 so I can weigh in on this argument. Have you not yeah. finished it? Yeah. Still not finished it. I, it needs, I've got a lot of side quests to do, and again, girls not it's got a, thing. a lot of time. <laughs> There's a lot um, of stuff. In those games, what would you highlight as your favorite? I don't know about favorite. Like, it's not I Zelda. Don't, I don't have a top favorite. The mm. narrative in Zelda is actually pretty basic. Yeah. If you think about it, it's mm. it's boy saves girl mm. saves country that mm. kind of thing. I liked what they did in Breath um, of the Wild with Zelda herself, like struggling to get her powers. Yeah, not kind of a very stuff. like. I'm no. gonna give some love to a series that I bloody adore, and it doesn't get a lot of love on these channels, and mm. it is Danganronpa. Nice, mm. Dragon and, Grandpa. Um, yeah. Drag your grandpa. Dragon Grandpa. <laughs> That's what Giant Bomb. Danganronpa. <laughs> um, they are incredible, and it's just a mind. The mm. whole way through, <laughs> censored myself. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> The whole way through, it's it's incredible. It's it's weird. It's Japanese. It keeps you guessing. It it surprises you at every turn, like twists and turns all the way. So through. as an overall elevator pitch, like, I think it's like a school thing. Yeah. So um, it's it's different. So like the first one's set in a school, mm-hmm. and um, basically 
bunch of kids. Literally, it is Battle Royale and not the Fortnite kind. They wake up and they're told, like, if you want to leave, you have to kill each other. Mm. Right, okay. Uh, if you want to get away, you have to. If you want to graduate, you have to kill someone, and you have to get away with it. So the uh, the gameplay is uh, sort of like uh, an investigatory Ellie Noir type, very kind good, of going around looking for clues, and then sort of taking the stand a, a la Phoenix Wright, mm. as it were, and saying like, I think you did it, like that kind oh, of thing. Cool. It's, it's incredible, and it's um. So you can do your whole investigation and think that it's one person, and then during the trial. You find out it's someone else, and it's Whoa. just, it's really good. And the yeah. story, um, so that's like the bare bones. The story goes through into the second one, gets more and more weird, and then again, oh my God, the so third how many, one. How many installments are we in now? Uh, so there's three main games. You okay. can get them all on the PS4 if you're interested in trying them. And um, there's also a side story, which is like a, a, a spin-off. Mm-hmm. I guarantee there'll be yeah. a little in, a little resurgence or insurgence of uh, Dragon Grandpa fans. Dragon, be absolutely stop that. calling them. <laughs> go with Dragon Grandpa. Uh, so next question <laughs> is from Tristan Whitcomb, who says, what, is your bit, what has been your favorite game of the S? so far and what's been your biggest disappointment now this is hard because we're doing proper game of the year discussions next month um, my I'm still tied between God of War and Celeste they've been my top two uh, since I finished either of them um, so if I had to pick one it would be God of War um, although oh, the emotional weight and power of Celeste is like kind of unsurpassed so I don't know that would be my two I need to play that game it's so it's, if you guys haven't played Celeste just, just go play Celeste it's the most pixel perfect platformer in years and the story is perfectly tied to the gameplay is it not I want to say. Like, am I going to pull my hair out? It's the right level of difficult. Okay. It's like, it's just enough. Like, it never feels cheap and it restarts you right in the level of the bit you were just about to do okay, and it's like, you so, can just keep yeah. going. It's, there it's were, beautiful. There were bits of Ori in the Blind Forest that made me sort of scream a little. Yeah. Mm. Is that a bit like that? No, or? it's better. Okay. It's sublime. It's the best thing. It's the absolute best thing. It's the game of the year, you might say. But it's, <laughs> well, uh, it's not better than God of War. Is yours Red Dead? Yeah, I, I had, you t- I've had, well, I've had a, a, like a, a not particularly invested gaming year this mm. year and Red Dead has been the thing that I've put so many hours and so much time into since its release and the thing that I've got the most enjoyment out of as well um, so all the other little bits that I've tried and tampered with I think that's the one that stands out to me as like the oh my god like mm-hmm. this is my game of the year so, yeah. I'll be amazed if that doesn't win game yeah. of the year to be honest I just think for so many people as well who aren't like serious gamers <laughs> like serious then mm-hmm. they'll play Red Dead and really enjoy it because it is the peak of it is the peak of game making like it's had so, so many years into it for open world game no it definitely is yeah. I mean the, the level of craft on display in Red Dead yeah. 2 is, is ridiculous it, yeah so like, I think the people who are going to hear the hype about it and play it I think for them it'll be their game of the year mm-hmm. too so I think it's 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 the people's choice is my argument <laughs> for that one I just wish the combat was tighter and didn't feel like you were playing as an oil slick but I do like everything else that's in that game I really really do need to try it I mean I feel like I have played it from the amount that you guys yeah. have been talking about it <laughs> so you're working your way through it I have watched it no I haven't got it uh, I haven't got Red Dead no um, it's been uh, lurking in that chat like <laughs> I have been everyone been sending me pictures of their Arthurs and it's been lovely (laughs) yes Um, but um, I I just I'm living vicariously through others at the minute Mm -hmm. the size of it intimidates me is your (laughs) is your game of the year Pokemon yeah, <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go is lush, considering yeah, it's just um, like a remake, but it's extremely good. Let's Go is it's absolutely brilliant. It's mm-hmm. everything I thought it would be, and then and then doubled. Honestly, I I knew it was going to be pretty much exactly like Red and Blue, and in that respect, like the nostalgic in you is satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same story, gyms, gym leaders, mm-hmm. even the Pokemon they use is exactly well, meh, a little bit, little bit different. It's <laughs> it's it's um. It's tied in with the anime as well. So you've got yes. Jesse and James and, like, for example, like, Brock, like, looks like anime Brock. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, um, it's very heavy on the nostalgia in the best way. Yeah, but then it also has all these new things, like being able to ride Charizard around. <laughs> and, oh, it's, Riding a Snorlax is the only way it to go. It is 
It's Snorlax writing, though. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. Do you guys have anything for the biggest disappointments? Because actually, I haven't been disappointed by anything this, this year. This year, Yeah. Mm. I feel like this year, the stuff that's been hyped up has delivered really well. Like, I mean, mm. everything that was hyped up, like, you know, Spidey, God of War, even Monster Hunter was brilliant. Dragon Ball Fighters was amazing. I mean, I suppose it would have to fall to Fallout 76 mm. because I was really hoping for another Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. But it just isn't. It's not just I'm not, that. I, I'm not... 100% disappointed with it but it would have yeah. to be unfortunately the biggest disappointment this was the I first time because with Fallout 4 I was really disappointed in that and I p- potentially mistakenly thought that they would polish things more and so after Fallout 4 I was like I just I didn't expect anything other than a train wreck for yeah. 76 well, and that's yeah. kind of been what it is mm. so just yeah that's been my thing but, oh, I, think, um, I think they have completely misread the franchise with that but we've spoken about Fallout 6 yeah, we sorry have to, like, no no I mean like, I just dig it I, up again I, I agree I would say for me again uh, that, that disappointed me but I also didn't have expectations. So. <laughs> that's, that's to be completely honest, it's one of the best ways you could be is not get caught up completely in the hype cycle. Yep. Although we did for Pokemon and it was glorious. Oh, but for the most part, you wanna you wanna try and you know Spyro. Spyro's really lovely as well. I didn't well. Spyro any love. It's so good. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so we have a handful of more um, questions left. This one comes from Parker who says, inspired by that lengthy intro slash tutorial in Red Dead 2, what's your favorite way a game has taught you a mechanic? <gasps> Now, this is very, very specific. Um, And it made me think of a very specific sequence, which isn't really a mechanic, but there's a thing. Well, actually, it kind of is. In uh, in the first season of The Walking Dead, The Telltale's Walking Dead, um, there's one bit where you play as Lee and you have to teach uh, Clem how to shoot. And it's um, you're on the train with her. Mm. And um, and it's that whole thing where she's, I think she's blindfolded or something. You do this thing where you sort of say left one, up one, Mm. you take the shot. And you're trying to teach her to shoot balls. And uh, and it's it's kind of like a, a, it is a game mechanic, I guess, because you need to shoot later on. Um, And it literally comes down to if you nailed that bit of the game, then she defends herself well near the end of the game when she has to make one shot yeah. to survive. And so, like, although you have, like, hit stuff before in that game, I think that's one of the first times you have a firearm. And I love the way that they did that because you were literally, like, this older person yeah. imbuing your knowledge onto this younger person and then you watch them succeed later. Yeah. So that would be mine, but this is a very specific question, which might mean I, that it's impossible. I think off the top of my head... Mm. Um, the, it, I'm not saying it's a great game, but the uh, the, <laughs> the standard Ash intro, yeah. <laughs> the uh, just because I like it means it's probably bad. Um, the Gianni Sisters, the Twisted Dreams game. Oh, that is a good game. Yeah, well, it's, it? it's it's a platformer, so it's like, and you play as two sisters, okay. and um, you you running around, and one is like this like crazy goth, and the other one's like this standard. like cute and, f- and flirty one, and uh, you have to like swap between them to do different powers. It looks a bit like Celeste, you know. It's called she... Twisted Sisters. Yeah, it's a Gianna Gianna sister. Yeah. Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams. Rings a bell, but okay. Um, but yeah, and you play that, and uh, as it goes through, the levels um, just, it's just a, it's a platformer, so mm-hmm. just the levels develop to introduce a new skill each time. So like, you'll play it, and then you'll just learn how to like run and jump, and then the next level will be, uh, and then you've got to, do the flip between the sisters and then you can do spinning and this that and the other um, and it's a, it's, it's a real basic where the platformers do things but I think in that one with the whole like people switching mm-hmm. thing I think it's really nice I just think it suits it really well that's as well. cool I think it's nice. speaking of Celeste because I will not stop there is a bit <laughs> near the end of that game where you learn how to move better and it's very tied to the story and the gameplay you get a double jump he means no you'll see do you get, <gasps> do you you get, get a triple some... jump I'm not going to say oh my god triple jump Rach do you have a favourite mechanic um, to, to drop in well I in? think the correct answer to this question is it's it's you know um, Super Mario Brothers one to one like yeah. level one one is, is the best way of introducing mechanics oh, in terms of the heights that you down. can do Hands down, it's the best way of introducing mechanics. But I'm going to actually talk about Breath of the Wild, mm. how that slowly introduces you to uh, clothing yourself, to surviving in weather, mm. to not falling off high buildings and, yeah. well, structures, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yes, I'm really, really good slowly introducing you the game. Oh, I don't know, I don't like game. Plus, I love the thing when you go you go too far out and you get one-shotted by something, and it's like, okay, there's high-level enemies there, so I need to stay <laughs> yeah, this guess, other direction. I guess Dark Souls does that to an extent. Mm. Yeah. You. Souls is really good, actually, at teaching you the yeah. whole like restraint and when it to attack. It just teaches you to not try. It sort of just squishes it you. Off, like. yeah. It's effective, I guess. I but, you know, <laughs> it's pretty good. So next question is from Connor Davison, who says, what is the greatest game theme music, and why is it... Blur. Oh yeah! Wow. Why is it obviously Halo? Now it, that's why I got so excited there because it is obviously Halo. Halo is the great yeah. Halo is the greatest theme music of all time. You put that I, on outside of any context, it's amazing. Halo is good. Halo's but my magical. favorite soundtrack theme. Theme. Theme song. Okay. Well, I was gonna say my favorite soundtrack is Undertale. Is that your Undertale music? The um, the one, the, the waterfall one is gorgeous. And so is the spider bake sale. Uh, and... I'm gonna say Megalovania. Yeah. When you fight. <gasps> what when you fight? Is the that Metaton? a spoiler? I don't think so. I'm I'm through Undertale, but I forget what that bit it's is. When you fight Sans. Oh, I I was friends. Yes, I was friends with Sans, so I I had no reason to attack him. I was not. That's not. <laughs> that's not good. So what would yours be? Best theme. Ooh, I don't know. I think, time. but I think purely for the uh, the the burning fires of passion it ignited in me. Ooh. Is it the bard's tale again? No, <laughs> that 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 sent <laughs> burning fires of passion straight to my loins. No, of course. This one uh, was Skyrim when you oh, oh, God, you, load yeah. up, you load it up and the dog going. Oh, it's what? yeah. We like <laughs> exactly like that is oh that's yeah, a hell of a show. Like, oh, that's after, good. After how hyped I was for the rest of the Elder Scrolls and then the the 11th 2011 put it in I was like oh my God. it was so good. And, oh God, okay. The comments or the, anyone on social media hashtag WCGP. Let us know if you prefer the Halo theme or the Skyrim theme, Ooh, which is the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. theme, but the the Skyrim Scared version. Scared myself. Stop attacking yourself with the equipment, Rach. Um, I can change my answer. Can change my yes. answer. I didn't realize you we were doing though. like favorite of all time. I'm going to say Song of Storms in in Zelda. Okay. Anyway, yes, That's the best I, actually, melody. Skyrim. Skyrim. I think it might actually be Skyrim. It's a big shout. God, it's a big I, shout from Ash Millman. We, <laughs> we will see what the community thinks of such a thing. Although I might seed Halo for Skyrim. Okay. But you guys can let us know what you think down in the comments and social media and things below. This has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host Scott Tailford, joined by Ash. I've been Ash, a uh, participant in the podcast. Yes, and also joined by Rage. Uh, yes. Good. I will catch you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.